0: By Split Decision! You,
1: sir. Yes, and welcome to another episode of Split Decision UK's Ladies and Gentlemen. We all recognise that tune. It was made famous once again at the weekend. I'm joined by my co-host as I am every week, Matt, a.k.a.
0: The Rock. How you doing, sir? Hello, Joe. How are you? Well, good, mate. Yeah. Had a good weekend? It was very good, thank you very much. I'm struggling today. I went to a stag do in Leeds Friday sat- night, Saturday night, and we continued the Lord Sunday night, so I'm a bit... A bit like groggy it. today, but uh, duty
1: calls. <laughs> I like it, it's good effort, mate. Good effort. How are you? Yeah, all good. I've been uh, buzzing to get on Skype with you and get this fight talk sorted. Shall we do it then? Yeah, we got USC. USC was in Newark, New York at the weekend, and as we heard with our intro there, big Colvin Covington, he's done it, hasn't he? He's he's probably a nice, hated man. I think, you know, because you've got Henry Cejudo as well, haven't you? He's a b- bit more cheesy. I think people seem to genuinely dislike Colby, but you can't you can't argue with that performance at the, the weekend because he just ran straight through Robbie Lawler, really.
0: I've got to say, I'm liking him every time I see him. Obviously, some things he says might cross the line a little bit, which we'll get to a bit later, I suppose. But yeah, phenomenal performance. Um, what did you make of it, Joe? I mean, obviously, I picked against him. I thought Lawler might get it done with his experience and knockout power, but he looked undeniable Saturday night.
1: Yeah, do you know what I? I kind of like Colby as well, and I think, I think it, obviously with his shtick, it was quite hard. But where he was the interim champ before, and he he was denied that shot, and he's never got it, and he still hasn't. I've actually that's kind of made me start to root for Colby, and yeah, you know, I am kind of warming to him a bit because ninety nine percent of what he says isn't that offensive. You alluded to a little bit there, but the performance was fantastic, I thought. The, it's it's kind of it's kind of everything that we knew Colby had. I guess we were just wondering whether, whether he could do it at this level against someone like Robbie, who himself has looked really good lately, looked in good shape at the weekend as well, looked focused, as he always does, looked mean, definitely. Uh, but for Colby, just, I mean, the cardio is, is ridiculous. The, the wrestling was, was too much for Robbie. I thought he's striking. He beat him up on the feet as well, didn't he? So, all round, I... You know, you're looking at title shot now, probably up against Usman, and they got, they got to add a little bit of a to do in the booth afterward as well. You've probably seen that, so
0: that's an outstanding matchup, I think. After after that weekend, it's difficult to back against either of them at the minute after their their last two performances. I mean, I think particularly after last night, you got to think this is just going to be played out on the feet, and then that's where the fight will be won with Usman. I... Who, who who Early, what, early you, thoughts. You, you, was... I... You think Usman would win the fight on the feet? No, I mean, I think the rest almost cancel itself out and then that is where the fight will be won, uh, whoever it may be, and it's hard to back against either. I think Usman's win was probably more impressive by the fact it was against Woodley. We mustn't forget that Lauder is 37. Yeah, that's true. Taking nothing away from the victory, he's 37. He was a ranked 11 going in, so it was, for a number two contender, he was probably the just winner and was probably always going to win, but nevertheless a very impressive performance anyway i'm just more impressed by the the building of his own character it's not to everyone's taste of course and he's probably on the mark a little bit too much but i thought that kurt angle entrance music was a stroke of genius well i think he pretty much
1: smashed it start to finish there was just that slight blemish and um you know i put a tweet out after after the fact and i think whatever your feelings are about matt hughes and and what he's allegedly done in the past it's a yeah, it was a little bit over the line, I thought, that one. But otherwise, he'd, yeah, like I say, just smashed it. The the, the walking music, Kurt Angle, if, you, if I think everyone knew the reference as well, didn't they? Everyone, obviously, uh, an old-school wrestling fan. But I thought he did that well. Uh, did you see him in the, the build-up when Bruce was doing his thing? I actually, did, not what happened? Well, he he just sort of did his own thing there as well, walked to the middle, and, you know, very all very Conor McGregor-ish, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's working for him, so... Why not? I think he's building it well. What with the Trump thing? Again, he's just trying to go along that controversial mark. But he's also got that other side of things where he's always bigging up the troops and he does work behind the scenes. It's not very well documented about working with the troops and things like that. So he's just going all all guns blazing on the um, all American thing. Yeah, he is. He is, yeah. And
1: fair play to him, you know, he's he's absolutely ripping it up at the moment and he, he needed that fight. It's been a while, so yeah, took it with both hands.
0: So you, you mentioned the bit in the booth with Usman. I yep. thought it was a little bit tedious at times. I watched the whole thing. It was just a bit childish, a lot of it, and it was quite irritating. But the fight itself, I, I think, is uh, just going to be a cracker. Looks like it's going to be in New York in November.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was talking to my boss earlier about it, actually. I said it's like it's like a couple of 12-year-olds just bickering, wasn't it? It was a bit, a little bit strange. But yeah, New York, we're thinking about going to New York, and if they put this one on there, it'd be a nightmare getting tickets, but I'd be all over it.
0: You have to dust off your Maga hat, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Get it
1: out again. Get a, what? Get the uh the suit made out of the flag. or I don't know if that's okay,
0: is it? I don't know. I couldn't give a fuck who wins, really. No, yeah. I mean, it's exciting, isn't it? It is. Whoever wins that. Well, we all we all thought that Colby was just a, a tall car who's just going to get his come up at some, at some stage, and uh, it will all end, really. But. He seems to be the real deal and he could actually get the title and hold it for a while. He, d- he looks unstoppable. It's just during the fight, it was just relentless attack. He was just stuck to Lawler. No rest, always working. Got his back early in the first round. Apart from, I think, one stunning strike from Lawler, which put Colby on his back feet maybe in the round three, I think it was. But mm. apart from that, he yeah. had offered nothing, did he, really? <laughs> he, that, he was off, wasn't he? It? Yeah, I think that's all down to Colby, though. I don't think it's anything to do with Lawler. He looks intense in his walkout, as he always does. He looked ready physically, emotionally. But Colby just seems to do that to fighters. Look at RDA. We said it in the last time. Didn't look like he was there for the first three rounds. So it must be something that uh, Colby's doing rather than the actual poor performances of Lawler and RDA respectively. So I think it makes for a great fight with Usman, who did exactly the same to Woodley. So it'd be interesting to see the odds and those. I think it's a coin flip.
1: Who are you picking in on that one then, quickly, sort of viewer? from, well, it would be, what would it be, four months out, three, four months out now?
0: Well, I'd think that based on the fact Usman did that to probably a better calibre in Woodley, that you'd have to go with him. But yeah. both are on massive runs at the minute of wins and impressive performances. It's hard to back against either, but I'll probably lean towards Usman no, only I think, ever so slightly.
1: I think that's fair when you look at the form. That's all you can do, really. And Usman did beat a better fighter, no doubt about that.
0: I mean, there's no saying that Colby couldn't do that to Woodley either, but he just hasn't had the chance to show it. So by that reckoning, I would go with uh, Usman.
1: What about the co-main
0: event then? A couple of old lads in this one. A couple of old lads, local lad as well, Jim Miller, getting it done in under 60 seconds, Joe. Gone in 60 seconds. Choked out with his patented guillotine choke, Clay Greider in his hometown. Very impressive. Very nice to see him. He enters the 20 wing club.
1: Absolutely. All, all credit to him. Decent little fight for for what it lasted, 60 seconds. Guida actually rocked Miller, didn't he? Rocked him a little bit and then he charged in and Miller rocked him back and then, yeah, fell into his guillotine. Decent for Miller.
0: Herb been refusing to uh, let him
1: out of there and all. That's it. It's starting to get to old Herb, isn't it? He's just, right, you're, you're going to definitely be out this time. Like, There's no way he's stopping it early.
0: It's, do you think that, uh, who was it, Lawler and Askrin plays on his mind, these big... Yes, mistakes it just makes you it must be hard as a ref um, I think it's such a difficult job to do and I think with that one no it was the one earlier in the night as well which he did as well wasn't it yeah that seemed a little bit trickier but this one was a little bit more obvious he should have probably got in there a little bit earlier but as it was a big win for Jim Miller absolutely uh so what about
1: Hackparast? you mentioned him last week actually you picked him out as someone to keep our eyes out for and He proved correct in the end because he put on a cracking performance. Beat Joaquin Silver TKO round two. Big left. Ground and pound. Brilliant win there. 23,
0: Joe. Massive talent out of TriStar. GSP. Farasa Harbi in his corner. I think he could go very, very far. Lightweight. So there's plenty of fights there for him. Exciting opportunities. Yeah, I think he's the real deal.
1: He's a mini Kelvin Gastelum, isn't he? He's a spitting image. I was watching it. I thought this is uncanny. Like, he is... Kelvin Gastelum to a T.
0: If he has half a success that Kelvin has as well, he he will definitely go far. But 23, he's a prodigy. What about the, you mentioned Herb. What about his other one then? Yeah, this seemed a little bit trickier, didn't it? It was a bit more difficult to see. He was was almost laying on his back at one point trying to see if this was sunk in, this one. But uh, yeah, he was out cold.
1: (laughs) I didn't know if it was trickier or if it was bad positioning maybe, that, yeah. I don't know maybe if that's, that I don't know if that's harsh obviously I've got no idea what I'm doing in there I'd be absolutely useless as a ref but yeah not sure but uh, he was well out like he was out for a good five seconds I would say at least
0: it's tricky because Joe Rogan will continually say her thing is the gold standard is go to <laughs> His go-to line, and he's the gold standard of refereeing, and he yeah. just continually he seems to make mistakes. I don't know if they're highlighted because they're so high-profile, because he's got high-profile fights, but, yeah, not a great night for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think we've even mentioned the fighters, but it was Gerald Mearshat. I apologise i I pronounced that incorrectly, <laughs> because it sounds bad, but... Uh... Hamming up a German accent. <laughs> <what you think. laughs> yeah, good win, actually, against uh, Giles, wasn't it? Round three guillotine. Decent fight. I thought this was. I was watching this live because this was on at a good time, wasn't it? They had the mess up with the scheduling, so this was. I think the what was the main card? Six o'clock start, something like that. So I uh, got it up on the laptop, and yeah, it was uh, decent actually to watch him on a Saturday night. But yeah, good performance from him. And then another slow card, as we as we say, we said last week. But we did make four picks this week, and so we might as well mention the last one: Kennedy and Zdechow beat Darko Stosic. In a decision, essentially via kicks to the groin. That was kind of the, the the method there. A couple of points deducted for Darko Stosic. Not the best of fights. Uh, I thought, I, I expected a little bit more from Inscheckwu after his fight against Paul Craig last time. But yeah, a lot of work to be done there. But otherwise, decent. And I picked him anyway, so I'm happy with that.
0: So what was the deal with the points deductions?
1: Why well, he blasted him in the uh, in the gonads, yeah. So, Stosic smashed him straight in the nuts, leg kick, and the ref pulled him aside and took a point straight away. That was that was it. And then, uh, not too long later, he booted him even, even harder in, in the nuts, and he pulled him aside, and he had no choice then. Obviously, you've got to take another point away. So, a couple of points deducted, which is tough it, in a three-round fight.
0: And do we know the final score there?
1: Did it cost him? I don't know the final score, score but it definitely cost him because it could have gone either way, really. It wasn't the greatest of fights. You could have, you could have picked, you know, pick whatever you like sort of thing, but, you know, two points down, how can it not cost you, really?
0: It cost me as well.
1: It did. It did. Quickly, right. before, before we go on to that, I'll just hold your pain a little while longer. Mickey Gall picked up a decent win, decision, and uh, Antonina Shevchenko, she's got a second round sub, which is decent. Obviously, her sister fights this coming weekend, but, Nice little, uh, showing she's got a decent little bit in her arsenal, so decent fight that one.
0: Yeah, so she was coming off a loss as well, I think, so it's a big big return to the win column for her. Also, Claudio Silva got a win on the undercard as well, so shout out to him, the the Brazilian, I think he refers to himself as, the London-based Brazilian, who always seems to be going under the radar, but he's just won so many fights, so hopefully he gets the kick on soon as well.
1: Yeah, I believe he stopped it as well, didn't he?
0: Pretty sure he got a sub, yeah. yeah. That's That's what he does, isn't it?
1: He looks outstanding, and we said last week, it's a shame why they keep throwing him on these undercards, so hopefully we get him on the main card uh, soon, because, you know, he could have gone on this one this week, last week, he could have gone on one next week, so hopefully now he's proven himself, he's going to hang around for a little while, and we get to see a bit more of him.
0: Yeah, I think he he beat some top names as well, so it's about time he's on one of these big cards in America, got his name out there, so, yeah, but anyway, good win for him.
1: Move on to the picks, our predictions.
0: Move on. on. So we
1: were, it, it was, you know... Six three to me, heading into this weekend. I've somehow, by the skin of my teeth, be- built up a little bit of a lead. And we only made four picks this week because it was a little bit of a tough card. So you you got two out of four, Matthew, and I got four out of four. So unfortunately, yeah, 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 got them all. I'm afraid.
0: Where did I go? Oh, share, course, yeah, Robbie Lawler,
1: Lawler and Stosic. You had, and I had, and Zhekwu, Miller, Covington, and Hekparest.
0: Well, I didn't get any of the methods. Saying.
1: Say that again. I didn't get any of the methods, but it still counts.
0: <laughs> Did I get any methods then?
1: I'll have a look, shall I?
0: Just want to make sure by this new scoring. Oh, oh, all right. We're not doing the dead heat rules, are we? No. But you,
1: no, you wouldn't have won anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you got them all wrong.
0: Fuck it, then. 7-3 it is. 7-3. <laughs> 7-3. So, three. Three. Nice. Oh, dear. Next week's a struggle as well.
1: Yeah, I think you've got a better
0: chance next week. We'll sort out the forfeit then, get some rules to this so I can uh, get some, start picking up a bit of steam, start taking it seriously.
1: Yeah, maybe you need that motivation, you need that carrot and that stick. <laughs> it's exactly that. <laughs> yeah. All right then, sir, shall we move on to the Safawa? Yeah, your turn this week, I believe. It is, it is
0: my turn this week, a tough, tough week this one. What sort of stuff have you been going for? I've got a couple in my head, actually. But All right. So it is, your, it is your go this week, Joe. It's a tough week. I'm expecting big things. On the back of your your pick's win, you're stretching it to four. Seven wins to three. I'm expecting a a buoyant pick from you this week. Some positivity.
1: All right then. I'm gonna get it from you. I'll see what I can do. So it is the Simon Safarov Award for Outstanding Achievement. A weekly award here at Split Decision UK. Everyone's talking about it. We basically reward people for something good that they've done in the past week. And it doesn't necessarily have to be good either, but Herb Dean, I think, deserves a shout out. And I think this would be a, a decent one because I believe he's won it before for uh, stopping fights early. So I think it's nice to give him sort of a mention for not stopping fights at all if he can avoid it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, I like that.
1: <laughs> Another one, and he has to be in here, positivity as well. Big Colby Cummington with his just... What a weekend the man has had.
0: Yeah, I'm loving the shtick that he's... His character, is portraying, always wearing the belt that he never lost. Yeah, I'm loving it, Kurt Angle music. It's an he, old school
1: belt as well, isn't it? So it's uh, it's, exactly, it's yeah. Something the throwback, really.
0: But yeah, uh, you you gotta throw him in there, inviting the trumps. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> he's a very divisive character, should we say? And that's that's what sells. Look at all, look down the years that people want to see people win. Or people want to see people get knocked out, like Mayweather, They're, that's what sells. So, yeah, fair play to him. He's got a crack on.
1: Yeah, so a great weekend for him. And I think, really, you could give it to him for his performance and how well it went. And you could also give it to him for just fucking it up without Matt Hughes' comment as well. But uh, before we get there, I do just want to give Jim Miller a shout-out. Because, as you say, he does join the 20 club, 20 wins in the USC. And it's not bad going at all.
0: Yeah, join some esteemed company up there. Cowboy, Bisping, Daniel Meyer and... GSP, I
1: believe. Yeah, I believe so.
0: So yeah, not, bad. Not, not a bad. not bad company to be in.
1: But do you know what? I think I'm gonna I'm gonna have a first. I'm gonna make it a first. I'm gonna give it to someone who has already won it before. Because I, as I say, I'm pretty sure Herb has won it for stopping fights too early. So for trying not to stop fights at all, I would like to give this week's forward to the one, the only Herb Steen.
0: Herb Steen, I, I do like that though. He's he's got it before for stopping it too early, and now he's.
1: Full circle. The end, Brilliant. Brilliant.
0: Congratulations. full circle. Shall we move on, Joe? bit of news. It's a bit uh, thin on the ground this week, but I'm sure we can scramble together something. We've been scrambling, yeah. Do you want to go first? Well, the big news is Cyborg. So she had a big win at UFC 240. If anybody's not seen it, she has actually been released. It was her last fight in her contract against Felicia Spencer last week. And Daniel has said that they will not be renewing the contract, and they are, as I quote... Out of
1: the cyborg business, Joe. what you <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's, it's a complete mess, isn't it? I think. I think first of all, it's one of those things where don't really believe what either per- like either side is telling you. Obviously, they're going to try and bluff it out in the media and get their sort of stance out there and try and force force the hand of of the other side. So I w- that would be my first comment. I think when when the USC say we're out of the cyborg business. I think if Cyborg comes out and says, comes back and says, "Yeah, actually, I, I will sign for you." Then they'll take her, no doubt about it. But it is a little bit of a mess. Uh, I guess Cyborg, she, she, she kind of feels mistreated by the UFC, doesn't she? And there's, there's been those comments by Dana and Joe White in the past, uh, Joe Rogan, sorry, in the past. And I guess when you think about it, if you are working for a company. And, like, the head of the company and the commentator who's sitting there watching you maybe get beaten up. They were on, like, record camera film saying whatever they said. Like, they said she was a man or something, didn't they? Something quite offensive. Obviously, it was just a joke. So, it's one of those things. But what, whatever it is, Cyborg, for for many reasons, has got it in for the UFC. Perhaps she feels mistreated. Perhaps they're not paying her what she's due. Fair enough, if, if that's how she feels. She probably could be paid more. I think most fighters could be, so... She's probably got a decent point, but as far as the USC are concerned, they made the division for her. They brought her in. They've given her catchweight fights. I mean, I think one for five is still tough for her, So it's not like they're giving her, giving her on a platter as such. But they brought her in, made the division, given her fights, given her hype, and she's got beaten. And she, I guess you could say she's throwing her toys out the pram at the minute. So I think it's a tough situation. But I don't. I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to see Cyborg in the USC. I think. I'm.
0: Um- I think um, it was always going to happen anyway. I'm not ultimately surprised. They've had a fractious relationship from the start. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think there's any more place for her in the UFC. I think she's better off suited elsewhere. Her and Dana are going to see her butt heads all the time in negotiations. There was a video released by Cybel which she's had to withdraw. I'm not sure if you saw that, Joe. No, I it didn't. Was, Have you, did you see what it said? Yeah, it was basically a, video, a backstage video of Dana... Being confronted by a Cyborg, and then Cyborg was basically just offering it out to him and stuff. <laughs> and then, and, but the the video, it was lately transpired. It was edited in a way to make Dana be saying things that he actually wasn't.
1: Ah, oh, you're joking.
0: So then Cyborg's had to put a statement out, basically apologizing for it. So, oh dear. I, I, yeah, so it, it makes you sort of back the UFC a little bit more here. Obviously, Dana's said some disparaging comments in the past but that's water under the bridge it seems now because it was such a long time ago and they are putting her in title fights they like you say they built a division for her they've done all the things that they could do she from my standpoint i mean i like cyborg i like watching her fight and she seems like a really nice person but it seems like she is difficult to deal with and when you're putting out videos that are edited to make it seem like the your boss is saying something that he isn't actually saying does beg the question, is she even worth the hassle having around? Yeah. So I think that is why they are out of the cyborg business. I think she'll be better off in a different company. I think Bellator will probably treat her a little bit better and have Scott Coker seems a bit easier to deal with. I think he may have had relationships with her in the past, I'm not sure. Maybe in strike oh. force. <laughs> and um I think maybe they can build her a bit better. And they've actually got a better division probably over there in one forty five over at Bellator. So I think it'll work out for all parties.
1: Yeah, I think you, I think you could be right. To be honest, Matthew, I think it probably is best to, you know, to cut it off and leave now. And she could probably do outstanding in one or Bell Like you said, as you were talking there, I was kind of thinking, would I miss Cyborg from the USC? And not really. I'd like to see her fight Nunes again, but I don't think they give out one fight contracts. And other than that, there's no competition for her, really, is there? So,
0: yeah, that's it. Every fight she's been in has been one way beatings, apart from one where she lost, so we only ever want to see that rematch with Nunes. Like you say, I'm not going to give her a one-fight contract to beat... Say she beats Nunes on a one-fight contract, then you've...
1: Yeah, I know. Got,
0: ...got on your hands there, your your main champion, your main women's champion, coming off a loss. So, yeah, I think it's best for all parties if she does go. I, I'm not overly fussed, because like you say, 145 is probably dead now as well. Would you agree?
1: Yeah... Uh... Well, there's, there's no one in there, is there? No. <laughs> like it, it's not even a division, really. Which is hard. I don't want to be, you know, disrespectful to the fighters. Nothing wrong with them. They're all top level fighters, but there's like two of them.
0: It's, there's not that many women that size. That's no. just the long and short of it. So that's just a shorter pool to call uh, to to call up fighters from, and therefore the talent isn't going to be there. So I, I think. They're better off losing the division as a whole, concentrating on the 135ers and maybe build up that 125 and spend spend their efforts doing that. You can't just build it around one fighter all the time, particularly if they're being they're playing hardball all the time. And so, uh, yeah, I think it, like I say, going back to the original point, I think it's, it's going to be best for both parties if they both move on in different directions.
1: Yeah, okay, agree with you there. So, what else we got? We got Derek Lewis up against Blagoy, your boy Ivanov. <laughs> not a fan of this one huh?
0: a snooze fest written all over it
1: yeah it, it does doesn't it. if this goes out of the first round then you might as well go and make a cup of tea or do whatever you've got to do I think
0: yeah it's just. I'm sure it'll be fine I'm sure it'll be fine but I just haven't seen even off in one exciting fight yet that two of us one was okay and maybe I've got little sort of memories of that Derek Lewis and who's sort of stuck in the front of my mind so hopefully I'm proved wrong MSG right
1: yeah, I think so. Or t- it's targeted. I don't think it's definitely confirmed yet.
0: What do you make of it then?
1: Yeah, I'd like. I mean, I'd like to see Derek Lewis knocking him, knock him out in the first round. And other than that, I think it'll it'll be a tough one.
0: Yeah, I mean, I love Derek Lewis. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I can't really sort of say anything more on it, Joe. I like to have low expectations going in, so I'm pleasantly surprised. So I'll look at it from that side of things.
1: We've also had Cain Velasquez. He's been doing a bit of pro wrestling down in Mexico. Would you, have you seen any of it? He's got his um, what I call him, Nacho Libre masks. He's got one of those on, and he's he's Lucha Libre. Lucha Libre. Sorry, I think that was a Jack Black film, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, Nacho Libre. Yeah, yeah. Lucha Libre. So You're not up on your uh, wrestling, Joe? I'm not. I'm not. But yeah, he looked Lucha. decent actually.
1: He's in the ring. He's doing flips. He's doing he's doing the works.
0: He can move well for a big man. Yeah, he looks all right, considering like didn't his knee blow out a couple of months ago anyway? Yeah, yeah, I, I thought so. My general consensus was that wrestling was so hard on your body that obviously they live off painkillers and stuff and unfortunately there's like deaths and stuff because people are addicted to them because they're on the road all the time and yeah. need to take painkillers all the time that it's actually harsher on your body than an actual combat sport like MMA or boxing. So it's, a, it's quite an odd one to be doing it in reverse or doing the whole MMA and wrestling, <laughs> like amateur wrestling career, and then getting into it after. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like you say, he look good. He, I did some kind of backflip. A hurricane Ryan, I think I saw him now. Like it? If you don't, if you don't know what that is. You jump up and then wrap your legs around the <laughs> float head, yeah. and then slam him down onto his head while you're doing a flip. It's, it's, I mean, if you it's don't impressive. know what hurricane Ryan Ryan is, you're not going to know from that description. No, but, but yeah, fair play to him. What is this full time or is this a one one and done or is he just sort of trialing it out? I mean, it's a difficult one. I mean, he's under contract at the UFC, isn't he? Yeah, but I think you can just
1: not you can just stop fighting. But you just can't fight anywhere else, I believe. So if he wants to just wrestle, we could probably do that.
0: Fair play to him. I'd I mean, imagine. It he... seems like it seems like his MMA career is pretty much done now. Then, if you ask me. Yeah, and he probably gets paid a fair whack over there doing that wrestling as well. He's a megastar, like he's a mega star, isn't he? In Mexico. It's in Mexico, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's probably more profitable for him. He can't seem to get fit in MMA in wrestling. I'm sure they can baby him a little with the amount of damage he takes. What with it being not real. And hopefully it's a brand new career for him. I'm I'm excited for him. I'm I'm glad he's back in there doing something physical, setting new goals because he was never going to get fit for another run at the UFC belt, which is a shame. Someone plagued by so many injuries, someone so talented who who could have been one of the greatest of all time. It's it's good to see him actually get back on his feet and be doing something good again and getting out there in the public eye.
1: So I think that's it for news this week, Matthew. But... Before we do move on, I just sort of want to pose a quick question because over the course of the last few weeks, probably about this week, last week and next week I would say, we've we've mentioned a few times about the cards and we've had a look at the cards, the fight cards we've had coming up. With the UFC mainly, I know one SC, we haven't even spoken about them but they had a card the other night as well which looked decent. But with the UFC, we've had some some quiet cards in the last few weeks and that was following a pretty big pay-per-view with some good fights on. And I guess if you look at the main event, we had just gone, and the one before that, there've been some decent fights, but the bulk of the main card and and the um, the prelims, they have been kind of lesser names, lesser quality, lower ranked, if ranked at all, fighters. So I guess the uh, the question, Matt, is the way the UFC are doing it at the moment: one big pay per view, stacked three, four, maybe five weeks of kind of average cards with a was you know a big main event here and there. And then another stacked pay per view. Is this is this the way you like to like, like to digest your MMA, or do you rather see them spread out?
0: Well, I'm always under the the guys that <clears throat> they should sort of spread them out and make the weekly viewing a better product. I'm also of the guys <laughs> that if, you should maybe leave a week or two to sort of build that appetite again. How many times when there's a crap card, but? Then there's a weekend off that you're you're just clamouring for it, and it's almost like you're missing a week. It's like when there's an international break in football, you like you just want to get it back. So I don't know. I'm, I'm I flip flip back and uh, between the two, I, I would like to see perhaps one one or two weeks off each month, a couple of mini stacked fight night cards, and then build to a crescendo on a big pay per view card, something like that. But at the moment, like you say, there's just seems to be very watered down cards. Even that pay per view last week was absolutely. Absolutely awful in regards <laughs> of, of top heavy talent. It yeah. was just, it, was, it just wasn't there, was it? For a pay per view, you could get away with that on a fight night or ESPN card, but name wise, it was pretty pretty poor stuff. So it seems like they're watering them down heavily to hit one big stack card every couple of months. So you had it at two three nine, and then you've almost had two months, and then you'll get two four one, and then then it will happen again. I mean, what are your thoughts?
1: No, I think you probably nailed the answer there, really. And I think the answer would be to have a week off here and there. And then I think suddenly the cards you fit in, you know, you fit in much more meaningful, important fights on there. And I think that would probably work it out. I don't know. Maybe they've got too many people. I don't know if that's an issue. I've seen- I think
0: it is. Yeah. I think too many on the roster. You need some kind of, I mean, I'm just thinking out loud here, but you need some kind of feeder league. Obviously, they do have them with other promotions. <laughs> But these fight nights are, and the undercard on fight nights—they're basically a feeder league in themselves. But they're just being treated with the, the UFC, the banner all over them. So I don't know. I, I I think it's a tricky one. I would miss it if there is a week off, but that's only a good thing. It just sort will of build your appetite for for the coming fights. Yeah, about about,
1: about that. Sorry, go on.
0: No, no, go on.
1: About that that feeder league sort of, um, idea that you mentioned, like. I, what do you think about... So so perhaps they are looking at it now and they're, they're, they're calling these fight night cards, you know, these no-names. These are like... They're thinking of them as our, our feeder leagues. This is where people have opportunities to, you know, get a win or a, a turn around, a, a, a run a bad form, whatever it is. Would that be better if they actually just properly rebranded it, took all those fighters, and made them all fight themselves and called it something like UFC, you know, the championship, and then you had the UFC... The premiership if they just actually split it and sold it as a separate product and still had the same schedule and still had the same sort of cards would that be better or do you still prefer just the usc with you know a break here and there and more stack cards
0: so would you be calling that particular card ufc championship or something yeah you would make it
1: known that this is the um you know springboard to the main one
0: yeah i like it i think there's a lot of Moving parts, of course. Of you, like so, the weekend just gone. You had that main event, which obviously is a UFC caliber main event. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So would that is where it get a bit tricky, but I'm sure it can work. Oh
1: well, I would think you put that on a separate card that goes on the main leagues.
0: Yeah. But I think who knows. The only problem would probably be that okay, ESPN will be hold on a minute. You've sold us here, UFC. Yeah. And then we've got putting this out, we've spent all this money and we're putting out UFC, Europa League, whatever it's <laughs> yeah. What the hell is going on? But I, I do think there is definitely room for something like that. The UFC is so big now, it's so international and there's so many fighters on the roster, like you say, they've got to fill these cards with, with no names at times. I, I think they should... There should be maybe some kind of preliminary title maybe as well. What, like so you, uh
1: junior title kind of thing i was probably call it something else but
0: something like that where you can build fighters sl- slower and then you can build them once they've got this junior title this this silver title then you can push them on say okay this, this fella X, Y and Z former silver champion making a step up to the UFC rankings and then you've already got a bit of a name and a bit of a backstory rather than us cussing it and uh, <laughs> they're, all, they're all no names so I think there's a lot of work to be done in the developmental area of the game within the UFC, but uh, hopefully, they, hopefully they take heed and they sort of start building it and get away from the money era and just think of all the main events and all that and actually start thinking of the youngsters because it's such a big sport now and people are doing it from young ages and up and they need to start thinking about that a little bit more. Obviously, there's a lot of federations out there working on the amateur side of things, getting into the Olympics and things like that, which would help. But the UFC, as the biggest organisation, need to step in and make their mark with, with their clout.
1: I think, I think that's another interesting point as well, actually, because, you know, like, like you just mentioned, kids are starting it from a young age now and lots of kids are doing it and wanting to get into it. So if you think about the UFC back in the day, they're this fight organisation, they're rough and they're tough. You come and if you want to fight, turn up, you know, sign the disclaimer and sign a contract and have a fight and if it doesn't work out we don't like you we'll throw you to the wayside and I'm sure if you look at other sports back in the day when they were only 30 20, 30 years into it they were probably the same and then you look at the FA with it with football and the PFA and you know in rugby whatever you've got all these organisations because they realise that a, a large chunk of society is trying to forge a path sort of into that sport and that's going to be an issue for the USC down the road because at some point, the sort of the wider public is going to look to them
0: and say, "Are you actually
1: taking care of of these athletes?"
0: You make a very good point there, comparing it to football. There's still rumbling. How long has football been around? Yeah, years, over hundred years, yeah, say. yeah, yeah. hundred years, and there's still debate about the Premier League just sort of stretching away on their own and not putting back into grassroots football. You could compare that to the UFC, UFC being the Premier League are they putting enough back into Grassroots MMA? And that's where the, you would hope the UFC would step in and realise they've all got to work together and them stars on the the, the regional circus are going are the future stars who will be working for the UFC, so they need to put back. I'm, I'm not saying that they don't, but it, it's something to think about with these smaller cards and how you build up this young talent rather than us sort of just dusting it aside and declaring them no names when they can actually build them up as something else.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if they do or if they don't sort of have that mentality at the moment. As an outsider looking in, the only thing I would say when you look at Dana White, I don't like to pick on him again, but his sort of attitude in the past and sort of the comments he's made. I mean, we could look at the cyborg one now, even though we've discussed that maybe that's not so bad, but you wouldn't think he has that kind of attitude where he feels obligated to look after and create that kind of uh, support network, I guess. So that would be the only worry, but that's probably being quite harsh.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's not his job, is it, really? I guess not, no. But there should be someone someone who has that job. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. But it's just an interesting point, what with these cards that we're mentioning. How would you like it, Joe? Um, So we've got watered-down cards every week. Do you watch football every week? Or do you just watch the the ones that you want to watch? Or do you watch it just because it's there? Mm, Probably just the ones I want to watch really so that's what I, I just feel that MMA is sort of leaning towards now we're used to back in the day watching the UFC every time it's on because it's the UFC it's such a big event it, it weren't as on on as often excuse me and now it's getting to be to the point where it's so saturated where I just pick and choose what I watch really and it's the same with football and I think MMA is just going down that route I might think do you know what next week's cards, not all that I'll give it a swerve and then just wait until two four one the week after. I mean, I don't watch football every week just because it's on, just because Stoke are playing Derby. that not mean I'm going to watch it just <laughs> because it's on telly. I just get the feeling that that's the way MMA's is going because it's so popular. Again, yeah. I, it's a victim I think, of, it's, of its own success almost. I think you're
1: probably right. And when you look at it, that's what a sport is really, isn't it? Like a, a mainstream sport, which is what they've always said they want to do, I think. Um, so that is how sport is treated isn't it very very few people watch every game that's on it is yeah. it is like you and you and i just say you watch the ones you you want to watch and perhaps for some old school fans that sort of feeling of nostalgia with the the usc and everyone was important and you watched everyone perhaps that's a shame for people to lose and i guess it is but when you think about it a sport is exactly that it's on every week and you watch the ones you want to watch
0: yeah, certainly an interesting point. Definitely, yeah, I, I like that discussion. <laughs> I'm glad to be involved with it, John. Glad <laughs> to, to big up your Monday with this chat.
1: So, any any
0: more any more talk on that?
1: No, I think that's uh, rounded off our news quite well. Sweet. So, what do you reckon? Talk about some fights?
0: No, nah, I might give you a miss this yeah. week. One. <laughs> There's not many, though, in all seriousness, is no, there? No. I wouldn't yeah.
1: blame you if you did. It goes straight back to what we just said, do not we? But it's fight night. It's a fight night, at least. one five six in Montevideo, Uruguay. Is this the first time in Uruguay? I believe it is. Uh,
0: there was one in Chile, weren't there? It yeah. may be the first Argentina. one It Urugu- yeah, may Yeah, I think I, it must be. We'll, we'll say Wait, it is. We'll say it is. If it isn't, there's not been many others there. <laughs> Right, who's the headline violin? Joe, you mentioned it a bit earlier. Her sister was fighting, but the, the big sister, the big girl, she's on. That's it, Liz Carmouche. <laughs> she's up against Valentina Shevchenko. Bizarre, this one, isn't it? I, I guess so. I,
1: I, I, you mean in the uh, sense that why is Carmouche getting it? But I think it's because she beat Shevchenko before. That that's it, really, isn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's got to be the only reason. Hopefully, it's a little bit more competitive than the odds suggest. I've always liked Liz Carmouche. She was obviously the first UFC title challenger against Ronda Rousey, almost winning in it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, imagine how how different her life could have
0: been then. Yeah, she she had a choke locked in in that first round as well. It was looking very bad for Ronda. Maybe she can... Go a little bit further and cause uh, what would be an even bigger upset this weekend, Joe. I can't see it, though. I think it would I think
1: it would be a bigger upset, you know, in hindsight, obviously. But when you think about Ronda, it's always a bit difficult, isn't it? Because you've got to think about it as at the time. And at that time, she was uh, a whirlwind. But I think this would be a bigger upset if Carmouche can beat Shevchenko now. could Because Shevchenko's completely rounded. She can do everything and she can do it better than most people in that division. So... I expect Shevchenko to win. Heavy favourite, you said?
0: Just a bit, yeah. She's... Oh, let's have a look then. Do you reckon you want to have a little go at this, Joe? See if you can get any... Well, you said... Anywhere just... near close to this.
1: You said just a bit, so obviously she's a huge favourite. Um, I was thinking 10, but I'm going to go even bigger, and I'm going to go 16-1 to 1 on.
0: You overate yourself there, Joe. Oh, bollocks. 14-1 to 1 on. Ah, oh, I was going to say for when? Yeah. <laughs> Kamoshi out at sixes. The gorilla, so... Worth a tenner? Probably not. <laughs> it seems even too short for me. It needs to be a bigger price than that.
1: Well, if the, if, uh, if the other lass is 14s, so you've probably got a point.
0: Yeah, I, I can't see it happening. It's probably more of a build uh, Shevchenko to a wider audience. Get them defences under her belt.
1: I don't, want to, I don't want to be harsh to Carmouche though, but I'd love to see another head kick KO or something wild like that. You know when like, Valentina's uh, fighting and you're looking at this and you're like, well, like you just said, sort of why is she fighting her? But I still get excited to see Valentina fight because she's a bit of a destroyer.
0: Yeah, I think Carmouche's only chance here is to get it to the ground. That's her bread and butter. Shenko obviously is good everywhere, as you mentioned, but her striking is her, is her bread and butter. So it's a good clash of styles, a bit of a throwback. But you just feel Shevchenko's more developed and more of a modern your modern day fighter. So I can only see one win. Probably gets the finish. Commerce is tough to put away, but I think Shevchenko will probably wear it down and get a TKO third or fourth round, something like that. What's your prediction, Joe?
1: Second round, Shevchenks. (laughs) Shevchenks?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Chenky? That's it. All right, what else is on there then? Like we said, it's slim pickings, but there's a couple of decent ones on there. Some... Well, it like they're going to be a few wars, but well, I reckon Vicente Luque and Mike Perry will be one.
1: That's it. This is this is a wicked fight, this one. And I very rarely say the word wicked, so
0: about you know I mean it. Stop me in
1: my tracks. <laughs> this is one <sighs> sick fight, Joe. It's the pardis. It gives me sort of uh, <laughs> chills. D- different airs and graces, yeah. So Vicente Luque, Mike Perry, absolute war. I reckon Luque's the favourite in this one. Mike Perry's kind of... He's not a comedy character, but he's definitely a character. And people like him. I like him. And he came out... And, well, he just, he just always used to come out swinging, really, didn't he? And he even knocked someone out, or he got knocked out. I think since then, he's trying to be a little bit more of a fighter, which is fair enough. But is just an absolute monster, really. And I think if you look at his last fights... one won his last five. Four were by TKO or KO. One of them was a DAS against Nico Price, who we saw last week. And then Mike Perry's lost three of his last five. So really, even though it's going to be an outstanding fight, you would think there's only going to be one winner on paper.
0: What do you reckon the odds are then, based on that?
1: Well, I, you know, it's still Perry can knock people out. So I think that's definitely a deciding factor in the odds. I'd probably give Luke a 2 or 3 to 1, something like that,
0: on. Yeah, you're about right there. It's in the middle, 4 to 11. So you, you've nailed that, John.
1: Yeah, and Mike Perry, was that seven, 7 to 4, 6 to 4?
0: Fifteen's weight, so 15 again close, but but no, not no cigar. Exactly that. That is a wicked fight, though. I've got to say, it is, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. New favourite word. I, I I always seem to back against Mike Perry, and then he comes up trumps. So I always rule him out, and then he he proves me wrong. Luke's on quite a run here, but in that Barbarina one, he was getting a bit reckless. Don't want to get reckless with Mike Perry. I'll be I'll be certainly rooting for Mike Perry. I do like him. I think he's a character. He's quite funny to watch. And he always brings it. So I reckon he could get an upset here. Yeah? Okay,
1: yeah. I mean, he definitely can, can't he? I think if like if Luque does fight like he did last time, then he, it increases Perry's chances again. I doubt Luque will. If I had to guess, I would say maybe he took Barbarina a little bit lightly. Perry, kind of, bigger name, fought better people, beat Felder, beat Oliveira. You've got to take this one a bit more seriously. So I kind of expect Luque to put on a bit of a... A technical masterclass. No doubt Perry's going to make it a war. Whatever happens. But I'd expect Luke to be a bit more you know, technique-focused, if I can say that, this time round. Go Lupe Luke win. Probably probably have to go a stoppage as well. Because if, if Perry's 2-0 down going into the third round, which he very well could be, or even one all, Perry's going to go for it. But if he's losing, Perry's still going to go for it. And he's going to think, I'm going to have to get a knockout. So... I think maybe that, that might be where we see Luque picking up a, t- a stoppage there.
0: Both very viable options there. I I just need to be a bit more leery in my picks. I need to do something drastic. I need to go for these underdogs, Joe. I need to go against the grain a little bit. I need to catch up, put a bit of dent in that 7-3 deficit.
1: So that's that's your tactic, is it? Because I guess you could think about it and would it? would you want to try and match some of my picks each week and then just go for... One different, or is it better to just go for loads different and go like How Mary that way, could or put, or do you want to just pick who you think is going to win that that might be best, I suppose.
0: That's probably yeah the yeah. general gist of a predictions game. Yeah, good shot. Predicting who I think <laughs> will, be. but it's not. I, I might have to have a little bit of skullduggery, as you as you say, be a bit more tactical. But it's a long way to go, so so we'll early.
1: Early, Mike Perry, you going.
0: Yeah, I think maybe a third round stoppage or a decision. He always pulls it out of the bag when I actually think he might win. Uh, might lose, sorry. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't be too surprised either way. But a good fight nonetheless. Wicked. <laughs> wicked. Wicked. <laughs> Who else is there? There's only one other fight on there, really, that's got any any spice about it. Latifi Osten there.
1: Yeah, it's been moved about six times, I think. So, we're finally getting to see it. Obviously, we're all... Massively hyped for this one. I
0: was super hyped, obviously.
1: So Ostermere lost his last three. Latifi lost his last. Before that, he beat Osp and Pedro. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about this one. Osmir on a bit of a skid, I guess you could say. He's been handed a, you know, a bit of a favour fighting someone as high ranked as Latifi. But fighting Latifi is is no favour for anyone. Be a decent fight, I would have thought. I think. It'd be interesting, obviously Volkan is massive and Latifi is tiny, so that's going to be an interesting little match-up there. And for that reason, even though I was quite impressed with Latifi, until he came up against Corey Anderson, who's in a bit of form himself, I'd probably expect Volkan to be able to pick him off from distance and go to a decision. I would, Yeah, probably a decision.
0: I hope Ozanina gets it done. I think he's been dealt a bit of a shit sandwich here, to be honest. Three, like you say, he's lost three on a row, and now he's fighting someone ranked. It could be a blessing in disguise if he gets a win. Obviously, he's back in there again. But if he loses, that's four on a four bounce. You don't hang around if you lose four and a bounce. He's not a massive superstar. So who's to say he might not get cut if he loses? So hopefully he gets it done. He did get a bit screwed by Reyes, by the decision against Reyes, rather, last time out, so... Hopefully it works in his favour this time round. But I like both both fighters.
1: Yeah, so do I. Actually, European fighters, so we're always backing them. It's just yeah, fighting each other this week in South America. Uh, yeah, it's about it really, isn't it? You got the odds for these bad boys? I would say yeah, Latifi's got to be a f- oh, yeah, Latifi favourite. Bit of form. Nope. No, Vulcan. Yep. Ooh, interesting.
0: Well, only, only slightly. Only slightly. In, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Eight to thirteen, Vulcan. Uh, the TP out at 6-5, to five, so very close. Probably just, I do think he is the better fighter, really. He's just had a bit of a tough run of it. If you look at his losses, you've got DC, which shouldn't even count. Nah, yeah. You've got Reyes, uh, I forget the one in the middle, but... Smith. Is OSP? Smith. Oh, Smith. There yeah, you go, even better, Yeah. So, yeah, it would, be, it would be harsh to cut him if he did lose this, but... Yeah, gets him right back in there if he wins. It's a, a, a just favourite, if you ask me. Yeah, apart, from that, apart from that, Joe, I'm not really sure there's much else to go on. UFC Uruguay.
1: No, there isn't. You've got um, Tisha Torres. She's fighting. Good character, I like you? Tisha. I've heard of her. And if you'll bear with me one second. Yeah, you've also got on this card, i just spotted him actually. So he's on the prelims. Well, wait. Alexei Kunchenko is up against Gilbert Burns. Uh, so Kunchenko, he's got a twenty and record. He's fought a couple of times and he's beat Tiago Alves and he's beat Yushin Okami. So they were both decisions, but I think this is one to keep an eye on. He's got quite a few TKOs on his record, thirteen out of twenty. Look decent that again? looked decent in his last couple of fights. Who was that again?
0: Alexei Kunchenko. Alexei Kunchenko. Hmm. Beat uh Yushin Okami, is he? Yeah, yeah. He's no slouch then? This fella, I'll keep my eye out for him, Joe. Like you said, these are ones where names are made, so you've got to sort of watch them just in the hope that someone <laughs> breaks through.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give it a go, this one. I'll give it a go.
1: Of course. We always do, don't we? We sit here and we moan and then we get up on Sunday and we watch it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like the lap dogs that we are. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, should be a decent one, Maybe. All the Uruguayan stars will be out in force. Gus Poye. Yeah, Suarez, he'll be there. Suarez. Can't really think of many others. Godin. Godin. uh, That other fella who plays for Atletico, or is that Godin?
1: Yeah, I think that's Godin.
0: (laughs) Cavani. Yeah. This (laughs) is Yeah, Yeah. But anyway, digress on that front. Joe, anything more
1: to add? No, I think we'll wrap this one up. Our usual question would be, "What are you looking forward to?" Not a lot here,
0: but co-main event. Yeah, I look forward to that one. That's that's a good fight, actually. Definitely. He, Perry and Luke should be should be a war. Should be, a, a, war. Wicked. Should be a, a wicked, wicked fight. I'm buzzing <laughs> for it. I'm fully gassed for that.
1: All right, big man. We'll pull this one to a close then, shall we?
0: Yeah, I, I need a sleep.
1: Yeah, definitely. So you've had a big weekend. You've got a week off now. So you go and enjoy that. I'm back to work tomorrow. Everyone else, thanks for listening. We are Split Decision UK. Twitter and Instagram, search for us on there. Listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all these good places. If you can leave a review, if you can subscribe, or five stars, that'd be very much appreciated. It'd help grow the the conversation. We'd like to get more of you involved. Other than that, have a good week. We'll catch you next time.
0: Oh, yes. (laughs)